Welcome to Room for Growth, a Willow Tree podcast about growth marketing hosted by Billy Lowen and me, Billy Fisher. Whether you're an industry expert or just getting started, there's plenty of room to grow. Share this episode with your favorite coworker, follow us wherever you enjoy podcasts, and reach out if you'd like to join the show. You ready, Billy? I'm ready, Billy. Let's go. Let's f***ing grow. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to Room for Growth today. Billy and I are going to talk a little bit about the upcoming year. Billy, it's like we're right. We're in the, the final stretch to Christmas. We're in the heart. It's hard to believe that it's it's actually here. It's true. I am leaving on a quick trip to Iceland tomorrow. Yes. And then I will be back and it will be what my favorite work days of the year. This is terrible. My favorite work days of the year are the week before Christmas, the week between Christmas and New Year. Because in client services, it is basically the few days of the year that really nobody needs anything. My team is sleeping. The company is sleeping. The clients are sleeping. Everyone's sleeping. And you know what I'm doing, Billy? I'm also sleeping. Yeah. I was going to say that is I always take that week off because it's like, one of the easiest weeks to truly unplug and my kids are home from school and it's just kind of like the, I love that. I think I love the week between Christmas and New Year's more than I love the Christmas yeah. events. And I'm excited for your Iceland trip. I've been to Iceland and I can't imagine, I was not there during the holidays, but I have to uh, think that the old town of Reykjavik is uh, just holiday vibes to the extreme. So I'm excited to hear about that. Any Christmas traditions that you're excited about? Any traditions. Yeah. So in Iceland, one of the cool things I'm excited for is basically everybody I'm going with is gay. And so we're going to get a real view of Iceland as a really inclusive and accepting community generally for um, gay people. So I'm excited to experience it kind of through that lens a little bit. And then that week before Christmas and New Year, I love that you're like, I take it off. I sleep. I love to work that week because it's the week that like I'm a big uh, New Year's resolution, start the new year on a really clean slate. So I spend that week like yep. finalizing strategic plan, deleting thousands of emails and like redoing my calendar for the year. I'm excited for that. But then holiday traditions, that's a good question. I always watch It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas. I think it's yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's one of the best movies of all time. So I love to watch it every year. I like to make biscuits and gravy. It's what my dad used to make when I was a kid. So I do biscuits and gravy. Ooh. Um, I really like stockings. I don't have a family. I just have some dogs. So they get stockings. But someday, let me tell you, I'm going to be, I think, the hostess with the most because I love to buy gifts. I love to wrap them. Tons of decor in my house. Yeah. What about you, Billy? What do you guys do? Uh, Well, I I like to cook a lot when I have time. And so, and that's not always a, time is not always a thing that's available. So during the holidays, I do a lot of cooking. So I'm currently working on prepping my uh, Christmas Day meal. I'm going to do a, a New York strip roast. So I've got that. Oof. I've got pies ordered. I've got sourdough ordered. I, I just turn into just, you know, like the the kitchen man during the holidays when I have a little extra time. So I'm excited about that. And then I'm prepping. You talk about looking into the next year and we'll kind of transition here shortly to that. But I'm heading to CES right after we get back from the New Year's Eve our CEO, Tobias, is uh, speaking as part of the Voice Summit at CES. And so I'm excited to kind of start the year out. It's tough to start the year out on the road, but no better place to go than the top technology conference. So excited to bring some of the things I see and learn back to the podcast here. 
And talking about technology, you and I were just playing around with some of the the stuff that is like all a buzz in the technology industry around yes. AI. So you recently yes. jumped into what's the app called again? Well, so Lenza. So we're gonna yeah. just you know join sort of what feels a little bit basic at this point because everybody's talking about these two things. Right. Lenza hit your Instagram this week. If you are not sure what I'm talking about, you absolutely are. If you have an Instagram, because everybody is posting. They're very beautiful avatars created by AI. Billy and yeah. I are no exception. I did not post mine. Even by the time <laughs> you and I like started playing with this, I felt like it was definitely too old of news to create like a tile yeah. with your AI yeah. avatar. Even a story felt a little cringe. But you and I still both shelled out $20 for yeah. you to look like yeah. a Ken doll and me to look like <laughs> a weird caricature. Yeah, like, it's bizarre. Yeah. So Billy, talk about this experience. What do you have to do? And then like, what do you get? The one I did there, I did Lenza and then I did another website and the website that I, I can, I'm, I cannot remember the name. I'll have to find that created all these photos. And one of them was of me with a woman on a yacht and <laughs> you know, I'm a married man and it was extra just realistic. And so my daughter saw it and just, it was, they, I think the word they use is cringe. Everything's cringe right now. And so they just couldn't handle it. But it starts to create a lot of questions around. And so before we get too far down this road, we are at the very beginning of this is what I try to keep reminding myself. So like what we're seeing is probably the worst that it will be. You know, this is like the forefront of this stuff. So it's only going to get more accurate, more impressive or better. I don't know what that word is. And so that's the part that almost, I don't know, terrifies me in some way. I was, you and I were talking, I was like, how will you be able to trust that an image is real when these things get get even more, you know, just dialed in. And so my brain is kind of swirling about this topic because it's just wild. Well, but here's what you do. I mean, so you go, you download one of these apps or you start this process. You give yeah. them basically 20 photos of yourself. So then once you see the AI versions of you, it's really easy to liken them back to the photos that you submitted because you're probably in a similar angle or similar, you know, sort of pose to what you give them, but it does definitely change your look. I have to emphasize that you have to pay for these things. Like it is so hard to get people to spend money on an app if it's not for like food or clothing or a physical good. And yet this is clearly getting people to spend somewhere in the range of eight to $20, like no problem. Yeah, Yeah. number one app Billy is looking right now, I presume. And yeah, you give them some photos, they generate a bunch of AI back to you and you can decide if you like it or not. Billy's looked great. I'm going to be the person to tell you that Billy looked like a model. He looked like a Ken doll. He looked like a sharper, better skin version of yeah. himself. Yeah, it was Mine a blow up for looked sure. weird. Mine almost made all of the features of myself that like, I don't have a perfectly symmetrical face, but it kind of like took my like goofiest features and like accelerated them in a way that I was like, yeah. oh, I don't actually look like that. So I think yeah. I looked worse. Maybe that's just my ego. And I think, Billy, you looked a little terrifying in some of them. But yeah, a yeah. little glow up. So, but as I look at, so Lenza, L-E-N-S-A, has been the top app in the App Store for at least a week, I believe. So wow. those guys, they're making tons of money. Yeah. But it's interesting. Then at number three, there's another app called Dawn AI Avatars. Number four, AI Art. And oddly enough, Dick Sporting Goods. I wonder if they're always in the top uh, at number seven. So well done, Dick Sporting Goods. In the holiday season, get your app into the the top 10 amongst all these AI brands. But uh, yeah, those, so this is obviously a thing. It's also coupled at the same time, ChatGPT, which is 
a more complicated version of this that's maybe even yeah. harder to explain. Certainly, we need to bring on somebody that has a better art kind of way to, yeah. to describe this. But there's a hard fork episode. Hard fork is a podcast by the New York Times. There's a hard fork episode that covers GPT chat this week and sort of where it comes from and what it could mean for the future that I think is good. Yeah. But we've been playing with it. Basically, what it is, very similar to Google, there's now a user interface on top of this well-trained model that is sort of best of its kind. It's actually already out of date because it turns out the next version of it will be released next year. And reports of how good the next version of this is, is sort of like already terrifying people even among tech circles. But basically what you do is it's not like you can't ask it basic questions because it's predictive. It's trying to figure out what are you going to say next? So it's almost like if you start a song lyric this wants to finish the song for you. So you can't yeah. ask it basic like yes, no questions. It's not really built that way. But if you ask it things like write a podcast intro for Billy and Billy that talks about technology and is upbeat and a little silly, it will like return a script to you in moments. Yeah. yeah the one there's like a sandbox I played with. It was like um, you paste a chunk of copy and the kind of the preface to that is describe this for a second grader. And so like I went on like Wikipedia and like searched like quantum physics and copied like a bunch of like really complex copy and it took it and condensed it down to like a four sentence description, like very basic of what quantum physics is. And just to be clear, I understood the second grader description a lot better than the regular one. So maybe it was for me as well. But like stuff like that is just like, wow, okay, again, we're at the very, very beginning of this. And so when we were talking, uh, when we were in New York together about just like the creative industry, writing movie scripts and like, wow, there's like, it'll be very interesting. What a time this is going to be uh, yeah, this totally. the next 10 years. And there's also probably going to be a thousand startups that jump, that kind of come out of this new yeah. technology with new business ideas. So it's going to be what an incredible time. And, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk today about is I think we're all, we talked about the holidays. There's all this new tech hitting. And I think all of our clients, and I know you and I are starting to feel that tension of like, oh, Q1 is not that far away. And we're about to kind of check out a little bit for a couple of weeks. So, hey, get ready. We need to start hitting the ground running in Q1. And are we ready for that? So it's that's a big top of mind, I, I know, for our clients and for us. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So a few of the trends that we're seeing, certainly among our clients, um, layoffs are pretty real, especially in yeah. technology right now. Every day, we're kind of learning of more and more people impacted by layoffs. So I think that will have a huge impact next year on how brands are spending money, what they're investing in marketing and in technology. Unlike COVID, when COVID hit, we saw similar trends where there were a lot of layoffs. But the other thing that we saw was a tremendous investment in technology immediately yeah. because it was a necessity. So we saw no questions asked to like, sorry to cut you off, but it was like, let's not talk, worry about ROI. We just know that this is the thing we need to do. So yeah. So this notion that so many brands modernized basically overnight their digital experience. I don't think that's going to be the case next year. I think the concern that I have is that more brands are going to cut back on their investments in their technology and in their digital experience, except for brands that are ready. I think some of the biggest brands, you already hear them saying, we see that in light of a potential recession, as other brands pull back spending on their digital experience, it gives us a real chance to get ahead in market and ahead of our competitors, either because there will be more companies that can be acquired that are selling at a lower cost, 
or because we can really invest in our digital experience at a time when other people are not and we can get further ahead of our competition. So it'll be interesting to see who doubles down on digital experience spending and marketing spend. One thing we know about recessions is they are actually the best time to invest in marketing and to amplify your marketing spend. But I get the sense that off the back of COVID, that may be trickier for some brands. They may not be willing to do that, even though it is sort of best practice and and convention. So I'm nervous and also excited. I don't know if nervous is the right word because it doesn't tend to impact us as hard. We tend to do fairly like mission critical work and it's very technical in nature. So it doesn't tend to impact us in the same way that it does other brands, but really interested to see what leaders are going to do and what kinds of decisions they're going to make about where to put their buck. Yeah. As you start the year, one of the things I'm thinking about every room I'm in, the topic of ROI is kind of at the front. Mm-hmm. And that's always been kind of the case, but it's much more of a primary key issue at the moment. And so I think as you hit the ground running in January, if you haven't already taken the time and maybe these couple of weeks leading up to the quarter are a good time to like really do some North Star workshop work, even if it's just like on the back of a napkin, it just so to make sure that as you start the year, you're anchored in and really focused on ROI. So I've, with our clients, I've just constantly heard that it's said different ways, you know, but in its most simplest form, how are the activities that we're doing driving revenue mm-hmm. and having a clear picture of that. The other thing that I would it's not forget is it's so easy to get caught up in budgets and layoffs and kind of environmental things, at the end of the day, consumers' expectations of how they interact with your brands are not declining because of layoffs or because of inflation or recession. It's only increasing in terms of what consumers expect when they interact with your brands digitally. And so the brands that have put in a lot of the heavy lifting work over the last couple of years, I think are going to be in a really good place to maintain satisfaction or even like you said, double down on that investment and kind of leapfrog the competition even more. But if you're kind of already delivering a 2019 level experience and for the last couple of years, you've been waffling on, should we make an investment in a personalization engine, data engine, a better messaging channel? If you've been waffling through that for the last two years and, and, now you're even more cut. It's going to be a tough go because you're just going to continue to get leapfrogged. So not to create too much tension there, but don't forget customer expectations are rising and rising in terms of what they expect when they interact with your brand digitally. And that should be an anchor paired with ROI, of course, and how you approach the year is, is kind of how I'm thinking. Yeah, definitely. And then I think on the hiring front, there have been a lot of conversations about the level of talent available in market in part due to some of these tech laughs. And just remember, like tech is such a minor, minor part of our economy. It's minuscule relative to the size of our economy overall. It's tiny. So I don't want to get too blindsided by just who we hire and the world that we work in. But I am excited for that. I am seeing candidates coming in the door and they have lots of options. So I don't know if it's a world where there's no competition and we just get to scoop up great people. But it will be interesting to see what happens to talent demand over the next year and whether there really is an availability to grab some awesome thinkers and problem solvers and see what they can do in this space or if the labor market will continue to be really competitive as it has been for the last three or four years. Yeah, I know we're going to be hiring at Willow Tree and I'm excited uh, or hopeful that there is 
access to some incredible talent that's maybe some really talented people that have um, had to deal with layoffs or whatever will uh, come work for us and we can expand and, and learn from new great folks. But, you know, before we part, Billy, it's been a lot of fun doing Room for Growth with you. I think we started this. I can't believe we've recorded like, I don't know, at this point, 25, 26 episodes. And so when we set out to do this, you know, we were really focused on creating cool content that's really focused on the growth marketing industry, clients that are dealing with CDP, CRM, messaging decisions and challenges. And we've had a lot of episodes that have really zoomed in on that. We've also talked about entrepreneurship and we've had some really fun guests that talk about kind of some of the the outside points of what we deal with every day. But either way, it's been really fun. We're planning on continuing to do this in 2023 and I'm excited to to see what kind of cool guests we can bring on in the in the next year. Yeah, super agree, Billy. It's been so fun. Our guests have been super memorable. Everything from folks who are really talented just in leadership and how they've grown their yeah. company, their business, their brand, all the way to people who spoke really intelligently about personalization and the importance of it to leadership, to technology platforms. So I'm excited to see what kind of guests we will have in the yeah. new year and how we keep exploring these topics in the interplay between them. It's been a fun, yeah. it's been a fun. And if you listen to the podcast, thanks so much for listening. And uh, we know some of our colleagues at Willow Tree listen, but I get notes from folks all the time. If you are a listener and you have thoughts on different guests that we should bring in or topics that we should cover, hit us up on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you, but we uh, appreciate you listening. So we are taking just a little break from Room for Growth. Don't worry, we're still producing episodes, but we are going to take a break from posting them for you. So we will be back with our next episode on January 11th. I hope you all have a wonderful and happy holiday season and we will see you in the new year.